Let's uh, jump out to the Sprint special guest line. Want to remind you, you can lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, he is the voice of the USC Trojans. He is Pete Arbogast with us on the big show. Hi, Pete. How are you today? I'm great, gentlemen, and I use that word advisedly. (laughs) (laughs) We we appreciate that. (laughs) We do. Uh, Thanks for jumping on with us. Uh, Big game coming up uh, tomorrow night, obviously. In fact, the fate of the uh, division could be on the line. Uh, If you had to bet on it, is that loss last week to to BYU really going to to motivate the Trojans to unite, or is it going to have the opposite effect? Well, it's probably better if you're going to lose to somebody, lose to a non-con opponent right before you're playing a big game. I think that's, that's the way to go. I mean, if you use that kind of thing for motivation, but it really comes down to having bigger and better football players than the other guy over the course of 60 or more minutes. Uh, and I'm not sure SC has that tomorrow. Pete, was the center in that game against BYU known as kind of a liability, a potential issue? Um, I know that there were some split issues, but that's really what controlled the game was the interior, that nose tackle for BYU and, and the battle between him and the center. It seems like it was one on de- on BYU's defensive side of things. Yeah, he just dominated, especially in the first half. I mean, couldn't be blocked. They were only sending three, and uh, we still couldn't stop the guy. Uh, and the early going, that mattered. Uh, but later on, it was it was uh, ill-advised freshman quarterback decisions, throwing into double coverage, triple coverage a couple of times. Uh, one of the three turnovers, one of the three interceptions was a flat-out layout by the linebacker for Utah, but the other two were, were probably quarterback issues. Uh, and you're going to get that with a freshman from time to time. And, you know, this first game on the road for a lot of these guys, there's a lot of stuff going on last week. I don't think BYU is all that bad. After this Washington game, and who knows what might happen in this one for them, they might not lose again the rest of the season. But I think I think BYU is a better team than many people think. Talk about there what you expect to see from them defensively. I think uh, from Utah's standpoint, we expect them to establish the run or at least try to establish the, the run and run a lot. You expect the Trojans to, to sell out and, and pack that box and make Tyler Huntley beat him? Well, you I, pick your poison. I mean, Huntley just killed us last year. He had a career-high 340-something yards and four touchdowns. It was just awful. And, and our, our bugaboo over many years now is trying to stop a mobile quarterback, and that is certainly what Huntley is. Uh, if, if, you, if you try to – and we're – right now, I don't mind saying it, we're not a very good – I don't want to use the word terrible, but we're not a very good tackling team. Uh, we seem to get in and apply all kinds of pressure, but can't finish them off. And that doesn't bode well for playing against a guy like Huntley or Zach Moss. Either way, uh, I'm just hoping they can tackle better. If they can do that, they can make it a better football game. If you don't tackle tomorrow, it's going to be a long, long night. You know, Pete, it feels like this is a real do-or-die game for Clay Helton and, and this USC team, and I'm wondering, is there going to be some wholesale change in personnel? Because defensively, you were talking about the tackling issue. I saw some effort and hustle issue there at certain parts in the fourth quarter with a safety in a corner. Is Will there be some wholesale changes? Are we going to see some personnel changes? I don't think so. I don't think there's anybody you can go to. There's not much in the way of experience depth. There's a lot of young guys that have a lot of accomplishments in high school, but not a lot of guys with collegiate depth. So I think they're, they're going to go with what they go with. And to speak to your Clay Helton point, I'm not so sure anything's going to happen right away. There's no athletic director to make that decision. And I don't expect to have an athletic director named 
probably, I mean, this is just me talking. I don't know anything. Uh, I'm just the lowly radio announcer. You know how that works. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of think they're not going to name an AD until maybe late in October. And if that's the case, they probably let Clay and his staff run out the season if, if things are not going well. Uh, and uh, and then make the change afterwards. That's kind of the way it looks to me. Uh, you know, Clay is such a great guy, and I, I everybody loves the guy. They just don't love the way he coaches some of the fans. And the record of 5-7 and seven last year, which was exacerbated by some key injuries down the stretch in close, close games where they lost to Cal or so say UCLA game. They, they probably would have won if these guys were playing, but that's college football. But I, I don't think they want to embarrass him. I think they'll let him. If if things don't go well and they're a seven and five, six and six team, I think they let the season play out, make the change at the end of the season. Give us a little bit of a, the story behind uh, Lynn Swan resigning. I know there's a new president there. Is that simply she wanted to go a different direction? Is it that uh, you know Lori Laughlin scandal? Is it the the football performance? Is the what, what's the story behind Lynn and his resignation? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, stay out of that. I'm going to say no comment on that. All right. And you said that you feel like it may be an extended period of time until they replace him. Then that's just a that's just a feeling. I think they're 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 doing their due diligence this time around, and uh, I'm I'm guessing. And from what everybody tells me inside the athletic department, now keep in mind, here I am on a on a game day Thursday, sitting on the beach at, in, in Southern California. So I'm not. I don't work at Heritage Hall. I don't work at, on campus. Um, so I don't know anything, but what I hear, the chatter I hear is that, uh, if, if they're going to do it right this time and, and uh, probably that means it's going to take a little longer than you might think. You know, I was interested to hear that Reggie Bush is going to be making his first appearance back on campus yeah. in quite some time and Matt Leinart as well. Just talk about those guys being back in that stadium. Is that going to ignite the fans? Could that ignite the, the student body? Could it ignite the players? I don't know. Matty's been around. He's not a stranger. Uh, they're doing the pregame show from the field, you know, a couple hours from four to five before the game ever starts. Uh, Reggie is not allowed on campus or at USC events uh, at the welcome and behest of the university through the NCAA's restrictions. Uh, that doesn't mean that he can't do his job, and he will. I don't know how much contact he's going to have with anybody involved in USC's athletic department or with the team. Probably not very much, except for me, because I have this poster that's signed by seven, six other, let's see, five hundred five other Heisman Trophy winners, and I'm going to go down on the field and have Reggie and Matt sign the darn thing because I haven't been able to get a hold of them. Nice. And now I've got, them, I've got them trapped in the same place. So I'll have, I'll have this great poster of USC memorabilia signed by all the Heisman Trophy winners. That'll be pretty cool. I'm not going to sell that. That's, that's the thing I'm keeping. Yeah, nice. I mean, that's certainly one of a kind. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think there's a bunch of them with the original four guys that were sold at auctions, and I ended up having – I got one. And then I had Carson sign it, and now I'm going to get these guys too. So I may, that may be the only one of its kind. Yeah, that's sweet. Pete Arbogast with us, voice of the Trojans on 97.5 and 1280 Zone. I want to ask you about the, the receivers and specifically the those top three guys because I feel, I said this the other day, that that any of those three could be the wide receiver number one on pretty much any other uh, college football team in the country. And, and you've been doing this for a long time and seen a lot of great receivers. Have you ever seen a better grouping of three? 
No. I, I hesitate a little bit because Amon Ra is so young. Amon Ra St. Brown is so young. Uh, but he's almost, in my mind, the best of the bunch. Uh, Pittman makes great plays. Vaughn makes great plays. I, I, I Pittman has to leave. I think Vaughn might after this season, even though he could stay. Uh, and if he does, SC would have 18 returning starters next year, which is a lot. Um, and Amon Ra is really, really good. That kid they lost to the transfer portal, Devin Williams, was great in practice. He just didn't see any window there. And they've got kids waiting their turn, you know, five-star recruit guys waiting their turn in the wing. So uh, I guess he saw that the, the writing was on the wall for him, so he's going to go somewhere else. It's a really good group. Um, and, and they know how to get the ball and get open. Amon Ra's a little banged up. I'm not sure how much he's, how effective he's going to be tomorrow. He only caught one pass against BYU. I don't know whether that's because they didn't target him much or they had him wrapped up the whole time. But they're all really good, and the guys behind him are really good too. Curious if you have any updates on Malapai. He was injured a little bit in that BYU game, but then came back and finished it out. Has he been okay through the week of practice? And yeah, what? he was fine. He's fine on Tuesday. With the, you know, it's the only day they go full pad. He was. I mean, Monday rather. Monday was Tuesday this week because Friday is game day. So he was fine on Monday and Tuesday of this week. Uh, I, in the airport, he was holding his knee and had some ice on it. But you know, I, he's a football player. He'll be back in there. And the other guys. Behind him, Carr looked great, and then Marquis Step, who looked wonderful when he was in there, but they took him out. Like we couldn't figure out why. Maybe he fumbled once, but he got the fumble back. But they were getting jittery about that, maybe. But uh, they're all they're all really good too. The offense is not the problem. The defense is the issue. Uh, they're they're susceptible to uh, being gashed on the edges and, and not tackling very well. And if they can change that, be pretty good pretty good football team. Pete, that seems just crazy to to think about because USC gets so much talent on that defensive side of the ball, and you can just think of of so many great defensive players that have come through USC over the years. Is that talent level on defense still what it's been in the past, and maybe it needs to be coached better? Maybe a little young. They've got got three really young defensive backs, really four if you count Talano Hufanga, who's who's a returning starter, but he's just a, a true sophomore. Uh, it's a pretty young group, uh, and the and the linebackers, two of the three linebackers, are fairly fairly on the young side. One's the senior. Uh, you know, I, he changed Clancy Pendergast, the defensive coordinator. He changed the system to simplify it a little bit this year. Uh, the results haven't all been there. You know, every once in a while, you know, same on the offense. They'll run that air raid, fast speed, and it looks great. Like like nobody's ever going to stop them. And then the next time down or the next couple of times they get the ball, it slows down and it gives the defense a chance to catch their breath and, and it doesn't work as well. The defense is the same way. Every once in a while they look great. Like they can beat anybody. And then the rest of the time they can't tackle anybody. It's really confounding. Do you have enough faith in Slovis that he can let go of the three interceptions and the one interception in overtime to lose that game? Can he let go of that and recover, or do you just? We shall ha- find. We shall find out, shall we not? Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a freshman thing, and you know, freshman quarterbacks. Even though you throw for a million yards against Stanford the week before, I don't think Stanford's any good, and so uh, you've got to expect freshman numbers from the guy now. Will he continue to throw into double coverage when he's under pressure? Let's hope not. Um, will he make decisions that are really good and run more like he did against Stanford? Let's hope so. We're probably going to get a mixed bag from the kid. Just don't do anything to kill your team, and that's what he did last week. He made mistakes at the wrong time for sure. 
Well, Pete, we uh, appreciate a few moments of your time. Uh, have a great call tomorrow, and uh, we'll certainly be watching. Thanks so much, Pete. Looking forward to it. Thanks. That's Pete Arbogast, uh, play-by-play voice of the Trojans. You know, he said that he believes it's the defense that has the issues and the offense is just fine, and I disagree with that. I, I think that the offensive coordinating may have the issues. I, I don't know so much the personnel on the field, but I think the coordinating gets a little bit bullheaded-ish and doesn't think of change, and I don't know if they've got the power sets. With the run and gun that they've implemented, I don't know if they've got the power sets. Yeah. But but think about how big of a negative that was against BYU. If you could have run an eye back and gotten some downhill run going with Malapai, who's very strong and solid in the middle, or Carr in the, the C-gaps, getting him in fly sweeps or just getting him in, in a jet sweep or getting him in a, a sweep in general, and, and handing the ball and giving speed downhill – then that offense probably could have overcome. They they could have had some. They could have forced BYU to give them the looks that they wanted on the outside. I can't tell you how happy it makes me to hear you say this because I brought up that same thing on Monday with Gordon, and it was like, why do they try to get, get cute with this passing stuff? Why didn't they when they actually decided to run the ball downhill? They were effective against BYU, and then they would just stop doing oh, it. Oh, it's unbelievable. And Gordon's like, well, I ran the ball forty-five times. I mean, what do you want him to do? It's like uh, run it fifty-five. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I said. <laughs> yeah, like if I'm the coordinator for USC. I'm like, hey, uh, St. Brown, come here. Hey, Vons, come here. How good are you guys at blocking? Because we're going to line, we're just going to go, we're going to go 10 inside and, and we're just going to give it to Mount Pei and we're going to see if we can move this against a three man front. Period. Because that's what, because I mean, that's what you taught it. Throw it against a three man front. <laughs> I, I've been saying this uh, since they hired Graham Harrell. I think USC is crazy to want to go to an air raid. Uh, the school that has their pick of the best running back in the entire country every single year, why would you want to go away from an offense that has that? Well, the most physical athletic freaks in the world up front. Like you have, yep. you have you have access to the most physical athletic freaks, which is good in a run and gun because you've got sleek bodies, great frames that carry two ninety to three ten, and these guys can get downfield and pick up in screens and pick up in quick slants and curls. But for crying out loud, they're freaks in the first step on run games. It's hard as a defensive lineman when you got a, a guard or a tackle who's got a nasty first step and you're trying to fire off the ball, but they've got a, a hand on your chest before you're out of your stance. And those dudes are running you at the angle. It's horrible. I've, I've tried to explain this to Gordon over and over and over again. Okay, I get it why you run the air raid in Lubbock or in Pullman or these smaller schools where it's not easy to yeah. get the, the best athletes in the country and you have to kind of scheme it you know, to, to give yourself the best chance to win. I, I keep telling Gordon this. Why doesn't Alabama run the air raid? Because they don't have to. Because they can line up with their linemen and their running backs and they can mm-hmm. run it right down your throat and there's nothing you can do about it. So why would you get cute and, and do this wonky offense? And see, this is different than Washington State's offense, in my opinion. Quite a bit different. Uh, Washington State loves to get the ball out to the flats behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And they force receivers to block out there. And that's not what USC was trying to do against BYU. They were trying to run everything between the goal or sorry, the line of scrimmage and 15 yards. And they wanted to get these guys balls in space. And when you've got a defense that's dropping eight, there is no space. 
There's none. And not only were they dropping eight, if you watch the way they were playing the defensive ends, they weren't even trying to get pressure with the defensive ends. Defensive ends were responsible for contacting the tackles and getting into a zone block and getting their hands up. And then it was just the nose tackle that found a way to push. And that's why I said to Pete, I'm like, tell me there's going to be a change. He's like, no, I don't think it's the, the center. Well, if you think that, you're screwed next or you're screwed tomorrow. Yeah. Do that again against the Utah, and, and you're going to think BYU was rough? Lucky Foto and Pinacina are going to tear you apart. They better make changes. All right, we'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.